Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. The second hour is here, Tuesday edition. OutKick 360 from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us across the OutKick network. And we lead off the second hour each Tuesday with John McClain. GalleriesSports.com is where you can find his work. We talk all things NFL with uh, the longtime NFL reporter and Pro Football Hall of Fame selector. John, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. World Series is there. People are fired up. Those tickets are going for $2,500 each in the Crawford boxes. People here will pay for any amount of money to this World Series because they want to win one that nobody can accuse them of being tainted like 2017. There's uh, five players left from that 2017 team. They all play a huge role. Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and Yuli Gurriel. And uh, since they have not been to Citizens Bank Park, uh, they'll be there, and they're already talking about getting out the trash can lids in Philadelphia like that's going to bother the Astros. They've been getting that now for six years, especially in New York, where they just uh, beat the Yankees. Sorry, Paul. I'd still like to see Altuve remove his shirt, uh, <laughs> but since he got like an infield hit and they're dominant without him, uh, maybe they should try somebody else at second base. John, anything else you'd like to say to Paul after that four-game We've sweep spoke. with We've the Astros of the Yankees? We've spoken. No, I, wanted, I, I congratulated wanted, I want it publicly on the record. Anything else you'd like to say? I try to win with class. Paul knows uh, the uh, Astros own the Yankees. It goes back to 2015, really, when they beat them. Dallas Keuchel beat them in the All-Star game. And and I'm eager to see. I know as all Yankee fans are. Is Aaron Boone going to be able to keep his job? I sure going to keep cash? Are they going to keep cash when every Yankee fan I know wants them gone, even though they won 99 games. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. First and foremost, of course, they got to re-sign Aaron Judge. I, I, I'm I to the point where uh, I, I'd be up for any level of change if they could find the right. Re- who's your assistant general manager, John? I think that's the guy who maybe should take over the Yankees. Because he just got <laughs> he just got hired by uh, the Giants. Damn it! <laughs> by the way, I and he's thirty three years old. The previous wow. one before that, they keep losing all their guys in their front office to other teams, which happens when you're when you've been successful. And and one of the ways they've done it, homegrown pitchers, they have seven starters. Six of them uh, came up through their system, all but Justin. Verlander, and I have a column on gallerysports.com about the 1980 Phillies-Astros National League Championship Series in which the Astros were favored. The Astros had a two-to-one lead. Back then, the format was five games, not seven. It was the only round 
of the playoffs. So here's what happened. Is the eighth inning, they're up th- they have a three-run lead and Nolan Ryan on the mound. I was in Kansas City watching the Oilers lose to the Chiefs, and they kept the lounge open behind the press box so the Houston media could watch uh, the end of the Phillies-Astros game, and I felt pretty confident with a three-run lead and Nolan Ryan in the ma- on the mound, and they lost in extra innings of those five games, four of them. The last four went to extra innings, and they called it one of the most exciting playoff series in baseball history. Phillies won their first World Series since 1917. John McClain with us. We're talking World Series. We're talking NFL as well. And uh, the Titans are about to head to Houston to take on the Texans. That's where John is with us. Uh, John, here... The Titans want to run the football, especially, I mean, that's any week, especially with Tannehill banged up if he plays, even if he doesn't play. They're going to run it a lot this week, and that's the remedy uh, that uh, will work against the Texans' defense. I'm curious, uh, the the Titans have also recently signed Chris Conley off the Chiefs practice squad. He was with the Texans. Kyle Phillips to IR to make room for that. Okay, what... what, uh, what type of factor does that play in anything you've witnessed from Conley uh, and for a team that's not going to throw the football all that much because they don't need to? Well, first of all, let me say about the Texans, they've had a chance to win in the fourth quarter of every game. They led in the fourth quarter in this last game against uh, uh, the Raiders 20-17. to 17. In every game, they've had a chance and only once did they actually win. That was at Jacksonville. And their run defense, which had been better two previous games, giving up 108 yards average before the first three, they were four games, they were giving up an average of 202. And, and they had Josh Jacobs, they had him contained in the first half, and all of a sudden, second half, they just rammed it down their throats. It's Mike Vrabel-type football he wants to play. They, even though Davis Mills had a pick six, they haven't spent much time turning the ball over. They were plus three going into that game. So they haven't beaten themselves with turnovers and penalties. They've just been physically been beaten by uh, the opposing running backs. So Derrick Henry coming off that 128-yard performance, he ought to be frothing at the mouth for a chance to come down here and run against this defense that he has five 200-yard, is it three or five 200-yard games Something like that. And I believe the last three times he's played them, he's had 200 yards. John, uh, how surprised are you that Matt Ryan was benched in Indianapolis? Oh, by the way, on Chris Conley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you guys get to talk to him, and I hope Chris plays and makes some catches where you can talk to him, because he's one of the best talkers I've ever seen. Great. Not a big personality, but breaking down a game. We would get him in there and we would beg for him in there when the locker rooms were not open the last two years because he came in and he was just outstanding at breaking down a game. And we said, man, this guy, if he wants a career in broadcast, when his playing career is over, he'll have it. Chris uh, has had some 40-catch seasons. He's a good guy. He's in shape. I think he will help them. Uh, he won't catch a lot of balls, but he did a good job. And I'm really sorry that the Texans didn't keep him because of what a great interview he is. And it's not going to be blowing you away with quotes, but you get him in there and ask him why something happened, and he'll be really good telling you. Matt Ryan uh, comes to Nashville coming off of a game where he nearly threw for 400 yards against Jacksonville. No interceptions, wasn't sacked in that game. 
comes to Nashville, gets knocked around, turns it over a handful of times, one pick six, and he, as he arrives back in Indianapolis, he's no longer the starting quarterback. Neither's Nick Foles. They're, he's not going. Go ahead. Excuse me. He's not going to play this year. Jim Mercy determined that because if they are, they already know he's not going to be their quarterback next year, and they're going to owe him a whole lot of money if if he can't pass a physical on a certain day. So they're not going to play him. They don't want to take take a chance. They'll be hurt, and then he'll be gone, and they'll be looking for another starting quarterback next year because Sam Ellinger from University of Texas, he he he's a running quarterback. He's really tough. He can make some throws, but he hadn't thrown a pass in the NFL. So I think this means the Titans are going to run away with the division. The Colts will be down there with the Jaguars and the Texans battling to see who finishes second, third, and fourth. Is this their form of tanking, John? When you look at now the need for a long-term solution at quarterback with what the Colts are doing, is is this Jim Irsay? I don't even know if rolling the dice with Ellinger is the right way to put it, but essentially saying it has not worked with Matt Ryan. It's not going to work. We're not even going to try. We're going to play this guy, see what he's got, but ultimately we're going to have a high draft pick and draft our next quarterback. This is this is a financial decision. I think it's like $36 million decision that they don't want to do. It's amazing. Matt Ryan still counts $40 million in dead money or on the cap in Atlanta. Now he's counting money against them, and they don't want it to be more. It's going to be a really good quarterback draft. There could be four right now, and it could change taking in the top half of the first round, depending on who you like in what spot. And the Colts have tried it every other way. I've never seen a team have to switch quarterbacks every year like they have. And I'm guessing, does this does this mean that Frank Reich is going to get another season? Or does this mean he's gone? Because it's pretty clear a couple of these decisions made were not by him or GM Chris Ballard, but by owner Jim Mersey. So um, the Lions were scoring 40-plus a week. And the Patriots shut them down. Uh, shut them out. They had a bye to recover from that. They come out of it, face another good defense, kick all of two field goals against the Cowboys. This is, everybody was excited about the Lions. I wasn't buying into this garbage. Everybody likes Dan Campbell yapping away. What does Detroit have going for it now? Well, first of all, Paul, if you look early when they were scoring all those points, Jared Goff was playing really well. He had triple-digit ratings. He wasn't throwing interceptions, throwing touchdown passes. They had two running backs. Swift was in and out because of injuries, and he's been their best. But it was amazing what they were doing. And now, for whatever reason, Jared Goff's playing like a lot of people thought Goff would play. And there's another team that's going to pick high that needs a quarterback. No doubt. Uh, John McClain with us. Uh, John, the Chiefs. Faced a little adversity. Mahomes had an interception at San Francisco. 49ers got the ball. Witten took a two-score lead, I believe. And at first glance, it looked like San Francisco at home had a chance to, to play their style of game. And then Mahomes and company just turned it on. What do you make of Kansas City as of late, even with their loss to Buffalo, knowing what they did now, now that they go into their bye week, blowing out San Francisco, a team that just acquired Christian McCaffrey? There's three great teams in the NFL right now, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philadelphia. 
everybody was ready to anoint Kyle Shanahan as a genius again because he got Christian McCaffrey, who hadn't been able to stay healthy in three years. And then they go out there and get blown out. And Jimmy Garoppolo hadn't played well. And that's and that's the reason that Shanahan wanted Trey Lance. So they're making a run at a Super Bowl. Obviously, they've traded a lot of draft choices. If they hadn't gotten all those picks because they lost minority coaches and front office people, they I don't think they'd have been able to pull that off. But they were competing against the Rams for McCaffrey, and they were, they had those extra picks, so they made the move. Ultimately, maybe it works out, but I don't think so with Garoppolo. I just don't see him taking him back to the uh, Super Bowl. As far as the Chiefs, Chiefs look like a team that's going to win the Super Bowl, even though they lost to the Bills. And I hope, as every fan does, that the Bills and the Chiefs are going to play again in the playoffs, probably the AFC championship game. I tell you what, guys, the Chiefs played so smartly in that game against San Francisco. They got outside with their speed. But I saw one play, third and 20 they were facing. Everybody mails it in on third and 20. Gets a few yards and punts. Middle screen, right? Middle screen, and they get, you know, even if they get 18 yards, the defense celebrates, gets off the field. They convert a middle screen on third and 20. And I just thought to myself when I saw that, this is what makes Andy Reid different than virtually every coach in the league. He, his middle screen on third and 20 works. And then Mahomes said that the, the interception that he threw, they set up San Francisco late in the game on the same type of play. He told his team, like, we're going to set them up where they think I'm going to go back to this They're with a tendency, different. and then we're going to rip them. They're just different. Uh, they, yeah, and they just have that psychology with him and Kelsey and others that, like you say, Paul, they're, they're just different. John McClain with us. When we come back, a lot of quarterback carousels going on across the league. We've got two guys who are in the XFL who just beat Brady and Rodgers. We'll get John's take on that, plus what's going on in New England after Monday Night Football with Mac Jones, with Bailey Zappi, with Bill Belichick, and the right quarterback for their system and how they're going to win games. Injuries across the league. We'll get John's take next on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. From 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, Outkick 360 rolls on. John McClain with us. We're talking NFL headlines, topics, news with uh, John, who is with gallerysports.com. John, uh, last night, Mac Jones, first two possessions of the game, first time he's played since the end of September with that high ankle sprain. Uh, three and outs, third possession, interception. In comes Bailey Zappi. Is Bailey Zappi about to take over full-time or... Is this going to be a back and forth that Bill Belichick hasn't had to deal with throughout his time there in, in New England? I'm not buying for a second Belichick's explanation. He told both quarterbacks they were going to play. What if Mac Jones had come out and led touchdown drives? Of course, he would have stayed in. He was not ready to play. 
and they brought Zappi in. He looked really good on his two touchdowns, and then he didn't play worth a darn. The defense didn't play worth a darn. I think when you draft Mac Jones where you did, and he showed a lot of promise last season, except down the stretch when he faded and he had to bring them from behind, which is something he wasn't used to because he didn't have to do it at Alabama. I think uh, I think I saw he's like two and seven in his last nine games. But Bailey Zappi, who he is, he's got four years at Houston Baptist, transferred one season, Western Kentucky, threw 60 touchdown passes. And, yes, he's a folk hero up there. But right now, it looks to me like Belichick has got a lot of problems on both sides of the ball, and quarterback is one of them. I don't think anybody feels sorry for him one bit. So speaking of a team with a lot of problems, Tampa Bay. John, what kind of chance do you give Tom Brady and the Bucks to turn this thing around? Because coming into the season, and we've, we've talked about on this show, Brady's talking about getting right back in the championship mix and, and having a chance at the Super Bowl. But looking at this roster, what what are the Bucks right now? And, and, and how do they turn it around after two really bad losses? They're losing team. And I think they're in a state of disarray. The thing's about... Brady, it looks like he should have stayed retired. If indeed that would have saved his marriage, he's got a lot of things going off off the football field. There was a story last week that Giselle has hired the top divorce lawyer in Florida to uh, take him on. That means it's going to be ugly and drawn out with kids involved. He took time off during camp. He took time off last week to go to Robert Kraft's uh, party. I think that was a bad look. He missed walkthroughs on Saturday, and I don't care how great he is and how many rings he's got. You can't do that. You know, when he was cussing out his offensive lineman last week, I'm thinking they're thinking, well, at least we were here. And he looks like a quarterback who's ready to retire. They got problems up front. We knew that was going to happen. Their defense was so good in the first game against the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. There's no resemblance to that defense early in the season and what they're playing right now. The only saving grace, the, the NFC South is awful. Who's the best team right now? It's hard to know. Um, the NFC South isn't very good. Uh, sorry, the NFC North isn't very good either. Do you give Aaron Rodgers a better chance to salvage what's going on with the Packers than you do Brady a chance to salvage what's going on with the Bucks? Because uh, the Packers are about to go up to Green Bay and and take a beating. I think that uh, the Bucks have the best chance because the defense is terrible. There's no other good team. Now, whether we buy into the Vikings or not, under Kevin O'Connell in his first season. It looks like that division is so bad they can win it. But, you know, the, the problem, according to what Aaron Rodgers said, is they make mental mistakes 20% of the time. And if you make them, you shouldn't be playing. And he's been mad about the receiver situation all along. Wasn't the Packers' uh, fault that Devontae Adams left? He said the Packers offered him more than the Raiders did but he wanted to go back home and play with his good buddy, Derek Carr. And they got a bunch of young receivers making one mistake after another, and they can't run the ball anymore. It's weird. Brady, Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. If you think about how much money those guys make and where they are right now, they're in big trouble. The Bucs don't have a quarterback behind him. Looks to me like Tampa is going to be another team looking for a quarterback after this season. 
John, it, as you begin to to look through the the NFL standings right now, and know that the a week from today, when you'll join us, we're, we're we'll be leading up to the NFL trade deadline. How difficult is it to figure out who's going to buy or who who's potentially selling with a league that is three and four or four and three, and a lot of teams that feel like they're in it just because they're as mediocre as everyone else and they have as good of a shot as anyone else to make a run. Now let's look at the NFC South. Buccaneers, as bad as they are, they're still the best team. I mean, the Saints are have won two games. The Panthers have won, what, two games? Yep. And then Atlanta's won three. I think Arthur Smith's doing a really good job over there with not a whole lot of talent around him. The Bucks have won three. So I don't – if you think you're on your on the ropes, you got a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think you should be mortgaging the future to try to get in the playoffs where you could be a one and done. And there's a lot of teams in that situation. Think about this for the NFC South. The Panthers, with a win, they would move into sole possession of first place with a win against the Falcons and a Buccaneers loss to Baltimore. And this is a team that is doing a fire sell, you know, with with PJ Walker at quarterback. They McCaffrey's now in San Francisco. Isn't it crazy that that, that we've got multiple divisions like this? And Baltimore's another disappointing team. You know, Mar Jackson's not playing well at all. He started fast, and everybody's, well, he's like Aaron Judge. He's bet on himself, and he's going to make even more millions. And right now, he's struggling, as are the Ravens. As far as the Panthers, you know, Steve Wilkes, who was a one-and-done at Arizona, he got the victory. Everybody was happy for him. P.J. Walker was Houston's quarterback during the uh, ex- last version of XFL in which they were the only team in the league, and he was real good. And his coach, June Jones, good friend of mine, told me, he said, if anybody gives that kid a chance and they coach him well and put him in a system that fits his ability, he's going to win because he's a winner. Now, I don't know if he can sustain it. It is the Panthers, but for one week at least, it's a great story. And if indeed they could beat the Falcons, it'd be an even better story. But I just can't imagine Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers not winning that bad division. Yeah, I, I tend to lean that way too. Uh, their offensive line, though, is man, it's really bad. They can't run the football either. Brady's throwing it fifty times a game out of necessity, not out of game plan. You know, they used to throw it fifty times and then run it thirty-five times the following week in New England. It's not the case in Tampa right now. That from from a very average to below average division to the best division, which is the NFC East. A combined 20-7 and seven is their, their record within that division. No other NFC division has fewer than 14 losses. How do you make and how do you stack up what we're seeing in the East? Well, I'm shocked. I thought it would be the Cowboys and the Eagles, and one of them would win the division. Nobody could envision what's happened with the Giants and even Washington coming off a victory with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Uh, that's been a huge surprise. And um, I, it's interesting because that's the division AFC South plays, plus AFC South plays AFC West, so it's a tough schedule. And I keep thinking, how are the Giants going to be able to sustain this? You would think Saquon Barkley would be facing eight-man fronts, but Daniel Jones, if he's running for 100 yards, if he's doing an impersonation of Lamar Jackson, and then 
I guess they can keep winning. I keep waiting for the Giants and the Jets bubble to burst, and I think if one does, it would be the Jets because of personnel losses, mainly Brees Hall, their terrific rookie running back. Speaking speaking of the Giants, Giants and Seattle this weekend in a matchup of what to me qualifies the two best, most surprising stories of the NFL season. Who do you think comes out on top here of the two surprises? And and it's interesting that the two biggest surprises of the NFL season, their quarterbacks are playing well, sure, but they're not what we would call good quarterbacks. And they're Pete Carroll's not stupid. And when he went with Geno Smith, everybody thought he was stupid. He's got Rashad Penny is running back, season-ending injury. So he's talked Kenneth Walker the third, and he's played two great games. They have two rookie offensive tackles. Geno Smith is not getting beat. He's actually making some throws. I saw odds on a comeback player of the year today on a Vegas line, and that's Saquon Barkley. I said, I don't remember him being out last year. To me, comeback player of the year right now is Geno Smith because the Seahawks are in first place, and who would have thunk it? Nobody, including Seahawks fans. And, John, I just keep coming back to how bad this makes Russell Wilson look in all of this. It's not just that he's been so bad in Denver. It's that the Seahawks, who we laughed at, who acted like they were going to be okay this year with Geno Smith – they improved getting rid of Russell Wilson at quarterback with Geno Smith, and, and that shocks me. Chad, like I read a deep dive into the Russell Wilson trade. I think it was on The Athletic by the guy that covers him, talked about things that the Seahawks think he couldn't do the way he did. Arm strength, uh, the way he rolled right or left and find receivers down the field, he just declined. So that's why they made the trade. And think about this. They got two ones, two twos, and three players, including two who are starting. That is going to hurt the Broncos for quite a while because we went through that in Houston when Bill O'Brien traded two ones and the two for um, – Left tackle Laramie Tunsil, who's playing great, but still he's a left tackle, a receiver, Kenny Stills. And so that that hurt them not having number one pick the last two the previous two years or two. And that could affect that franchise for the next four or five years. And Geno Smith's a great guy. I think everybody's happy for him. Now they could fade. Maybe the Rams are going to come back. Maybe the 49ers are going to come back, but it's still a great story, just like the Giants and the Jets. Metcalf's banged up. He's not going to need surgery on his knee injury in Seattle, but uh, could miss a game. I know he said he hopes to play this week against New York, but Pete Carroll admitted yesterday, he's like, I I really have no clue what what the practice regiment or what his timetable is going to be because they were very vague on specifics at that point based on results of a test. Um, But without Metcalf, I think they lean more on the run game. Kenneth Walker III, John, has been very good in his two games, he's got around 300 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Uh, in the, the two games that he started, I should say, he's now the bell cow back in Seattle. For a team that likes to run it, and they still have Lockett, and they have Noah Fant, former first-round pick. They got in that trade from Denver, so they can still throw the ball. Metcalf's not the whole receiving game, but they are a run-oriented first team, which is one of the reasons – Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson class because Wilson wanted to throw the ball more and wanted to dictate what that offense did. i tell you what's going to be interesting. I don't think Denver can cut him because of the contract, but they can bring in a new coach. And when you yeah. are a Walmart executive, 
who married into the family. I think uh, you could pay Sean Payton $30 million a year, $40 million a year, and you wouldn't feel it at all. And see if Sean Payton can come into the Broncos and do what needs to be done. But the problem with that, the Saints want draft choices. They don't have them. Bears, you know, looked awfully good last night. You think they figured out something in in a bye week there and can move forward and be more successful? They're tied with the Packers. Uh, I don't know what they remember what they've done head to head, but um, Packers won. Or do you feel like it's a you know a nice one game aberration? But your talent level is is going to take you uh, where it's going to take you. I saw them beat the Texans at Soldier Field. Texans should have won that game. Justin Fields was awful. Now, they ran the ball well, ran for almost 300 yards. Khalil Herbert had to replace Montgomery, who got hurt early, and he just killed the Texans, did a great impersonation of Derrick Henry. And then the Justin Fields I watched last night was the Justin Fields they thought they were getting when they used a high draft choice on him, but now he needs some consistency. But I think that game last night was just stunning. Not that they pulled an upset. A lot of teams are pulling upsets, but that it was so decisive. Yeah, and and the way they did it, like the, the Patriots' run defense had been really good, you know, and they they were gashed in that game. And and Justin Fields has his best game as a pro. I I was with Keith Bullock last night, John, and he says like, man, this is. I feel good for Justin Fields that he's finally having a good game because it's been a struggle. And he did it against a defense that's known for taking away the top weapon. I think that the game plan must not have been targeting him as the top weapon. I guess. Because they sure didn't do a very good job of it. When When the Bears get some talent around him, like a wide receiver besides Darnell Mooney, I think he can be better, but he needs some consistency. This is by far the best games. Can he sustain it? I think it'd be tough to watch film of the Bears and figure out a top weapon going into that game. Yeah, that's fair, too. Yeah, <laughs> right? the Top weapon's their punter, I guess, <laughs> yeah. at that point. I uh, mean, I guess it's Mooney, but... Yeah. John... Um, Roquan Smith is their top weapon. Yeah. Going back to the Bucks, uh, does another loss automatically trigger Bruce Arians' discussion? In, in Tampa? About trying to get him to come back? And well, coach. at least, well, uh, I know Todd Bowles had said that they were not going to uh, ask Arians his thoughts on reviving the offense. This is a couple weeks ago. They ought to be. And if things continue down this path, I mean, the guy's in the building. Don't they have to include him in this? Or if they did, they might not want to admit it. Todd Bowles won 10 games one year with the Jets, then he got fired. And everybody keeps saying he's going to be a head coach. He's going to be a really good head coach because he's a great coordinator. One of the best caller of blitzes in NFL history. But right now, and it's, I don't think it's his fault. It wasn't his fault that they lost their center and two guards. And it's not his fault they've had injuries at wide receiver. But if you got Bruce Arians there, I think you'd be foolish not to pick his brain. But the fact is, you got a quarterback with seven Super Bowl rings. I don't know how bought in he is. You know, usually his dedication is so impressive because he wants to win so bad he'd do anything to win. Well, this year he's not doing anything he can to win. Yeah. And I just, I mean, knowing that Arians, stepped away when he did and the comments at the time was i'm setting up todd bowles for the best chance at success there's no way he's going to stand aside and watch him get fired with tom brady as his quarterback he's not going to interfere 
That's something Todd Bowles is going to want. I think we'd be stupid to think they weren't talking to Arians about what's going on with that offense right that's fair. now. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to read between the lines there. They've got to do something, and you know, maybe they're not there yet. You know, because we we've already agreed where they are in their division, they can still win the division, get in, and then we see what happens. But it's uh, it, I think a they're mess. a loss away from really having to restructure some things. Um, going just going through some of the other teams that are playing at a high level, uh, but not really there yet. You mentioned Baltimore; they're struggling, but yet they're winning. They won based on the fact that their special team scored this past week, and they beat the Cleveland Browns. Now that Tua is back in Miami, what does that mean for the Dolphins? And do you think that they get back on the same track that they were on prior to his concussion? I think they're better than the Jets. They're better than the Patriots. They're not close to the Bills because nobody in that division is. But when Tua came back and the longer he plays, if he can stay healthy, he's been injured every year he's been in football, every year. And so there's a good chance he's going to get hurt again. But if he can stay healthy with that offense they have and a defense is better than a lot of people thought, then they're, they're a wild card team. Two more. Where are the Chargers in all of this? Huge disappointment, just a huge disappointment. Now they got a lot of injuries, and uh, Justin Herbert is not playing as well as he did last year or the year before. Don't know why they played here. Texans had a chance to beat him in the fourth quarter. He threw a winning touchdown pass to to secure the victory, but they have not been nearly as impressive as I thought they would be. That was my Super Bowl team. Mine too. And the Jets lose Brees Hall. He's done with the torn ACL and a meniscus injury. They trade for James Robinson. The Jets are in the mix here. Do you think they actually continue their their trend of winning games the way they're winning, which is through the run, based on the fact that they've made this trade for Robinson? They also lost the starting guard uh, this yesterday. I uh, can't remember his name. Elijah uh, Vera Tucker. Yes, Elijah Vera Tucker. He's done. So they lost two key members of their offense. They've won the last two games with Zach Wilson throwing for 115, 120 yards. How long can they keep that up? That's because they ran the ball well and they play great defense. I don't, I think the Jets would fade if you, because of that. And uh, if they need him to throw for 280 and come from behind, can he do it? I feel better about the Giants than the Jets. Do pictures of Titans homecoming weekend make their way to Houston where um, Warren Moon is talking to the crowd and Dan Pastorini is sticking a, a sword in, in the ground here? And if so, how upsetting is that to people down there? I think people, uh, there was nothing about it. Other than what the things I tweeted that I saw you guys put out, there was no talk about it on the talk shows. There was last year. And uh, but there's not this year because I think people know that the Oilers don't belong to the Texans. They belong to the Titans. All those guys are still here. Warren Moon's not. He's in L.A. But I see Dan Pastorini at events all the time. And uh, so they are always going to be Houston and they're going to be memories for Houston. But they have nothing to do with Texas. John McClain with us. Gallerysports.com is the website. That that website owned by Mattress Mac, who is going to be our guest tomorrow. That's going to be fun. On the show. Uh, John, for those who don't know, will you will you explain the big bet that he has on the Astros and the World Series? Let me tell you about Mattress Mac. He came from Dallas. He opened a furniture store with three people in 1981, started doing commercials on TV, doing all kind of charity stuff. 
and he's on TV and radio constantly with ads. He approached me in May about starting a sports gambling website. Would I be interested in coming to work with him? And so I said, well, what about calling it Gallery Sports? And I did. I'm one of two full-time employees. Everybody else does freelance. And uh, last a week ago, I went to a children's center. There were some local people invited, and there were Hall of Fame players. And they, they introduced us to 300 uh, high school kids. And a polite applause, Mattress Mac, I'd invited him. He comes late. As he walks up, they start cheering for him, and they run to him to get their pictures made with him. And he, if the Astros win, he gets $75 million. He's on the front of ESPN's website right now. Forbes did a story on him two weeks ago, Bleacher Report the week before that. And he's going to have the biggest payout in, in history of our country. 75 million and his, his ads say buy four thousand dollars worth of furniture astros win the world series you get it free 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 and of course if they win he gets 75 million he's not losing any money <laughs> and then if they don't he sold millions and millions worth of furniture <laughs> and uh he's got it down brilliant. His brilliant and and he uh he is a great guy he's a great guy to work for and uh, everybody likes and respects him. You guys all have fun talking to him. Uh, he's He appreciates you having him on. In fact, OutKick's got a story on him right now Yep. on uh, on OutKick as well. And if they win that thing, I told him, wherever you go, keep talking about gallerysports.com and let people know there's no paywall. It's free, free, free. You going to the game <laughs> this uh, Friday? Uh, it, uh, I don't know. Nobody's offered me a ticket yet. If somebody offers me a ticket, I'll go. That'll change. I write ask I write I've been writing about three Astros columns a week. I write four times for the Texans on my radio station's website. And it's fun to write about a winner, let me tell you. John's phone is blowing up right now that he just revealed that he's not been offered sit a ticket. Sit in my yet. box. No, People sit in my saying, box. Come on, John, I got you. No, Let's no, go. no, no, series. sit with me. Maybe he's throwing in a uh, first pitch again. Have you been invited back to any Rockets games to throw out the, <laughs> the free throw after your performance? They just played their first game at home last night, beat Utah, since I threw out – I shot the first free throw for charity and was honored in their last game of the year for my retirement. I kind of feel guilty about my retirement <laughs> yeah. considering I'm working so much. But people seem to understand I retired from the Chronicle. Yes. Yeah. At McLean underscore on underscore NFL. He'll never retire the Twitter handle. You can find him there. Greatness never retires. Thank you as always. And we look forward to next week with you. Thanks. See you this week. Guys, it's my pleasure. Paul, I look forward to it. Jonathan, look forward to it. Chad Lack, I'll see you when I see you. Have a great week, John. There he is. John McLean, gallerysports.com. And we look forward to chatting with Mattress Mac tomorrow. Also uh, there with, with Gallery Sports. Coming up, the 75 million that he can win on the World Series will discuss the millions that the Yankees are going to need to spend on Aaron Judge. That is officially upon us now as uh, that's the next chapter in all of this in New York. Now that we, at least I think we know the GM and the manager, they'll be back, right? Well, GM. Now, now it's about keeping Judge in place. We'll, we'll discuss what's at stake here when we return on OutKick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Paul. How worried or concerned, not worried, how concerned are you as now that the Yankees season has wrapped up, they fall in four games, and the attention has been on Judge all year. Now it's about will the Yankees give him an offer that is going to be acceptable by him to not look around and, you know, be recruited? I'm because worried. you know how that... <clears throat> ends up if he well I'm worried it came out immediately like the Dodgers are interested in Mookie Betts to second base the Giants have long been mentioned the Cubs the Mets but also I think there's a world in which and you guys are gonna you'll jump on me immediately and I understand why I think there's a world in which it wouldn't be the worst thing if if they knew what they were doing if they let him go and I think it'd be bad for three years, but I think year four, five, six, seven, eight of it, it would be good. They have long, most of the time, when you sign a guy, I'm, I'm thinking of, of Billy Bean, when you sign a guy to this massive contract, maybe the first couple of years it turns out to be it. In the end, it kills you. And if they were smart enough to know how to reallocate these funds yeah. and get themselves a Houston-like pitching staff and find some kids who come up in the system and produce and they could spread this money around and still have a very high payroll, but, but do it in a way where they produced a better playoff caliber team, I would be satisfied because what they were this year was judge and whoever else is hot. You, but you, and then judge wasn't hot in the playoffs and nobody else was hot in the playoffs and they're four and done. Well, yeah. it works. It works though, but you have to find, you're not going to find another Aaron judge. But you got to find a suitable replacement in the lineup. Yeah, can too. you replace him with three dudes? Here's in the, lineup. the example: what the Braves did, letting Freddie Freeman walk, and then they they trade for Matt Olson, Matt Olson, right? Who's just a younger version of Freddie Freeman, who doesn't hit for as good of an average, but is a power hitting first baseman who's in the Gold you know, Glove conversation right, every so year. First so base. there's See. Brian Reynolds. The he's a center fielder in Pittsburgh. He's more of a contact hitter. He's more of an average hitter. I wouldn't mind them being more of a contact team. Stanton handcuffs them because he can't play in the damn outfield. And I'm sick of guys who can't play in the damn outfield. But he's your power guy, but he's always hurt. So let me ask it this way. How, how concerned are you if they re-sign him that this year was the anomaly where... Yeah, and then next year he's hurt. He's hurt, which yeah. is what I am the trend concerned has about been. That. I'm concerned that they re-sign him for a billion dollars and that I think, four weeks into next season he's on yeah. the deal. See, I, I think there's a scenario where either way this regime is screwed. Yeah. If they bring can't him back and he's him, hurt... Can't win they, without. Yeah, and if they don't get But they'll him, win 93 games and lose in the playoffs. By the way, there's a report out there from SNY that both Cashman and Boone are safe. That they're so, not going anywhere. So what happened? Are they safe if Judge leaves? Yeah. It's okay. a very, well, Cashman's it's making a very the, decision. Cashman's making the a, decision. It's a very odd report that says, oh, he could, Hal Steinbrenner could change his mind if the, the fan reaction is negative enough. Cashman makes a decision now on Judge. Yeah. Cashman controls the contract. I just I, I always viewed this He's as one year into a three-year contract. It, it's, it is, Boom. Th- this is the player they cannot have leave. 
right? Well, like, in terms of being the face of the team, the, the well, he marketing now owns thing, a record he's a home with run guy. Ruth and Maris. Yes. And, you know, look, uh, who was it? Nestor Cortez said, I would expect if he's back, he's the captain. And Yankee captain is a very, they don't hand it out. And he, if he's back, he should be the captain because he carries himself like a Yankee captain. You know. What's it? So what, he's going he's gonna to resign with the Yankees. I just feel the like only, he's got to The team that scares the me the most. See, the thing is, we don't know what he wants. Does he want to be the highest paid? Does he want the highest well, average? Does I, I he want the longest changed. contract? Like he turned down the mil, the, he turned down turned that money, bet on himself, and then did this. I don't even, like, there's no way you could predict what he was about right. to do. But there's not been a single whisper about what he wants. L- longest, most. I bet the Yankees know. Yeah, uh, whatever. And here's the team that scares me the most, the Giants, because he's from the Bay Area. I don't think he'd go to the Mets. I, I think he's got a Yankee loyalty to him. Not that he's given them right of first refusal or anything like that, but he knows going to the Mets would be a huge slap at a team that gave him his chance that he holds a oh, record for I don't, I don't for think he cares that. about that at all. I do. I, I think, think he cares about the Giants because he's from there. In terms of the Mets, I think he cares. We, we, Michael he was kissing the Yankees logo, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, McHenry will be on later this week, and we've asked him. We've asked JP and Sivy as well. Like around league circles, what's the chatter been? And the, a lot of the talk is there. People are talking like he could leave, and I'm I, I'm stunned by that. I really am. You you've been on this for all season though, where you're kind of you don't want to say it's, not it's a that. huge issue, but I I think it would be if they let him go. Oh, I think of it's the a perception huge of issue. where they are versus where they were. When they were keeping anybody they wanted and signing anybody, well, they if wanted. he goes, they've got to revamp in a in a life shattering way. Yep. Rethink. Headlines coming up. Then we talk A and M football. <laughs> 